Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, May 27th. Equities this morning are displaying a mild pro-cyclical value bias. So U.S. equity futures, the Dow futures are off slightly. That's 23 points. That's just seven basis points. The Nasdaq futures are down about 70 points. That's about 50 basis points. So underperformance, the Nasdaq versus the Dow this morning. The S&P futures are off about 10 points. That is about 23 basis points. The major European indices are flat overall, but you have very strong outperformance in basic resources. So all your global miners are trading up about 2% overall. Banks are outperforming too in Europe along with aerospace. And then you have on the underperformance side in Europe, staples, tech, autos, healthcare, and retail. Um, Asia was mixed overnight. You had ongoing outperformance in mainland China, but you had a pullback in Japan along with um, a slight pullback in Hong Kong. So you know, the biggest macro theme, I think, um, in the last couple of days is just uh, concerns monetary policy. So you had Quarles come out on Wednesday. That follows Clarita coming out on Tuesday, which follows the minutes from last week, all of which are talking about how the Fed is probably going to commence a tapering conversation in coming meetings. Again, I don't think that is a very revolutionary admission for markets. Uh, markets clearly can see what's occurring in the economy. They clearly can see the pandemic fading. Um, so it would make sense that the Fed would start to slightly dial back its pandemic era stimulus. But in fact, you are seeing Fed officials come out, including prominent ones. Clarita um, and Quarles are both very prominent individuals. It's a Fed. The fact that they're coming out now and confirming what was in those minutes, um, you know, I think is notable. You are seeing the Fed messaging now start to formally shift after, um, you know, for the last several months, the Fed has been insisting that they're not even thinking about thinking about tapering. So now clearly they are thinking about it. I think the single most important question for the market right now is if Powell comes out on the 16th, which is the Fed's next meeting and press conference, and if he confirms that the Fed probably will begin the tapering conversations at future meetings, how will the market take that? Um, you know, I think that so long as tapering does not occur before November, the market should be fine. Um, and I think in general, you know, obviously the market is absorbing this Fed messaging relatively well, but I do think that you know around the 16th, if, if Powell were to come out and kind of make that admission. Um, it could create some temporary um, indigestion. So that's that to me is kind of the biggest macro theme in the market right now. Um, monetary policy in general, you know, again, we're in a tightening cycle. It's a very, very, very gradual cycle, and policy in aggregate is still enormously accommodative. But you are in a tightening phase now for monetary policy globally. So the South Korean central bank came out today, left rates unchanged as was widely expected, but they delivered a hawkish message with regards to their tightening intentions going forward. They increased their growth and inflation outlook. This follows New Zealand central bank on Wednesday which also delivered a more hawkish message to markets. Um, and again, you've had the BOE announce a taper. You had the BOJ come out and announce a taper. So you are seeing policy shift at the margin in a more hawkish direction. Um, you know, So that to me is kind of the biggest macro theme. Build Back Better is going to be in the news today. The Republicans will deliver a counterproposal to the White House worth about a trillion dollars. 
There are still a million reports about all the various different permutations that this um, process could take going forward. There was a CNN article earlier in the week saying how the White House could um, could agree to that one trillion dollar kind of proposal. You know, I think again the conclusions or or kind of my my thoughts on how all this will turn out are are very consistent. I still think that your risk of big tax hikes is low. Um, you know, and I, and I still think you could see something perhaps in the $800 billion to a trillion dollar range over 10 years, focused on physical infrastructure, largely unfunded, um, possibly some of that money being repurposed from already authorized stimulus. But, you know, you're going to see a lot more headlines on this process. Like I said, the Memorial Day deadline, which is what the White House have been saying um, for the bipartisan negotiations to continue, they'll probably go a little bit fast past that date. But you are going to see more talk in Congress among Democrats of shifting back to a partisan reconciliation track. You know, again, the problem with Democrats is that within the party, they do not have all the votes um, for what Biden wants in the jobs and family bill. Um, and so they still have some negotiating to do within the party, not just, um, you know, on a bipartisan basis. So expect a lot of headlines on Build Back Better and infrastructure spending today. Um Otherwise, relatively slow morning of macro news. You did have China industrial profits out that they fell. They did not. They decelerated um, versus the prior month. Again, a lot more talk about rising commodity prices eating into Chinese corporate margins. It's been a huge focus for the government um, in the last several days. So that's still in the news again. On the earnings front, you had a bunch of U.S. reports out last night: um, American Eagle, Nvidia, Snowflake, Workday, um, and others. Nothing was really bad, but you definitely had a bunch that kind of are going to fall into the not good enough um, given elevated expectations bucket. Um, you know, for NVIDIA, there was a lot of talk on the call about the um, impact on their business from cryptocurrency uh, chip sales. Um, you know, that was a big reason why the guidance was so strong for the July quarter. And I think investors are kind of discounting the cryptocurrency contribution. Um, so I have all the details on all the earnings out last night in the US. Um, this morning in Europe, Airbus is probably the big story. Airbus is trading higher by a very um, wide margin after they came out with the very bullish production guidance um, as they talk about aerospace and continuing to improve. So a lot of aerospace stocks are rallying in Europe. Um, Bear is getting hit on more negative roundup news in Europe. And there are a couple of other items. I have everything in the piece this morning. Um, just quickly for the calendar. So like I said before, you're going to have this Build Back Better counter proposal today. The Republicans will be holding a press conference to outline that. You have weekly claims at 8.30. You have pending home sales at 10 a.m. You have another day of U.S. Bank CEO testimony. Um, today's before the House. Yesterday was before the Senate. That's at 10 a.m. You didn't have anything yesterday that would impact banking stocks. I doubt today you will. Um, and then you have a bunch more earnings. So before the open, you have Best Buy, Dollar General, Dollar Tree and Medtronic. And then after the close, you have Autodesk, Salesforce, Dell, Gap, HP, Lionsgate, Ulta, VMware, and others. And that is everything for today, Thursday, May 27th. Thank you for listening.